Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm Molly Spice. The lost Spice sister. I do feel like you missed an opportunity to say that you are Mold Spice. Oh, yeah, I'm Mold I'm Mold Cider. I, I can't... Yum, yum, yum. It's winter time now. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is when a perfect time to, uh, to watch the movie Spice World, which, of course, is set on the planet Arrakis. Um, and was directed by, I believe, David Lynch. It's a very tell. long movie. I can't tell if you're um, messing around now because based, I know nothing about this film. Based on the book uh, unkind of the same me. name by Frank Herbert. Was that all a falsehood? That's all lies. Okay, someone out there is laughing at this joke that just blew right past me. Yeah, you know what I've realised? I was thinking about this on the drive over because we were recording at Molly's place today. We almost never say what this podcast is at the beginning. We just kind of assume oh. whenever, like, "Hey, welcome to the thing." It's a show about X. Anyway, this week we just we make fun of we you. Just say launch right in. Yeah, you lie about who you are. Yeah, I laugh at that, and then we talk about I'm what we're going to watch. Always lying about who I am. But don't we, we all put on a mask, Benjamin? Are you, have you been have you been watching The Mask starring Jim Carrey? I haven't. It freaks me out because his face is. Right? He has no ears. Have you ever no, thought about that? It's people weird. need ears. Yeah. Anyway, this is the Life Toyetic. This is a podcast about movies about toys. And also sometimes about British girl pop bands. Yeah, we are this week watching the 1997 question mark movie. I do not know. Spice World. You know me, I, I always do my research. And yes. This is the one week I lapsed. Uh, yeah, I also have just realized that by just describing the podcast as a podcast about movies about toys and then saying, here's a, here's a movie about some women. Oh, like no. that's. That's not necessarily. No, the, yeah, let's... This is a this is bad, but we're gonna soldier on. We're watching Spice World. It's the Spice Girls movie that came out in the very late nineties that shouldn't exist, and yet it does. Um, you might be thinking, hey, why are we the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly watching Spice World? Well, that is because the Spice Girls were a merchandise phenomenon in the nineties. There were stickers. There were collectible photos, which my sister had many of. There were dolls, there were toys, there were books, there were trinkets. The Spice Girls weren't just about the music, they were about all the tat you could buy mm-hmm. in shops. And I know this because my sister oh, had no, a lot of tat, yes. She only owned one doll, and it was Baby Spice, and it was not her favourite Spice Girl. <laughs> Baby Spice. They had. Do you remember the names of the five Spice oh, Girls? Oh no, oh no, okay, Baby Spice. Yes, good, one out of five, good. Sneezy Spice. That's that's Mel B. Yep, you're good. Keep going. Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail. That's it. You did it. <laughs> Yay! Five, five for five. Uh, no, I'm I, to my shame. I know all five of the Spice Girls. Is, is his name. Do you want me to try to guess for real? Yes. One of them is sporty. Sporty's good. One of them is scary. Scary is One good. One of them married a soccer player. I, but I don't think that if that was her name when their <laughs> career started, that was a, a shockingly prescient. Um, one of them is Ginger. Ginger, yep, you've got two more. Um, you already know one of them. Baby. Yep, that's four, you got and one left. And then I guess there's an adult who has to keep track of all of them. <laughs> adult Spice. Yeah, Adult Spice is something else. Old Spice. Old Spice. <laughs> We have baby spice and old spice. No, it makes total sense. Yeah, they, 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 you range them youngest to oldest and it goes baby, sporty, scary... Ginger. Ginger. Old Spice. Baby, sporty, scary, posh. Posh. 
Did and Posh the, marry a soccer ginger. player? Yeah, Posh Spice was uh, is okay. is uh, was Victoria whatever her last name Be- was before Beckham. she became b- became the Beckham. Yeah. Before she began Beckham Beckhaming. Before she started soccer Mendenham, players. Like Beckham. I don't like the visual connotations that that <laughs> particular phrase has put into my head. What you've done there is a kind of like thought assault, and I don't like it. So yeah, Spice World. Now I saw this in theaters. Yeah, you've told me the story multiple times, multiple times, and you've recounted the story at least once on, on this, this show. Yeah, I yeah. so, but it's but that was that, and maybe I think a VHS viewing in like ninety eight, ninety nine. That's the extent of your exposure. Yeah, and I you have, thought you were free after that yes. viewing in ninety eight. You were like, I'm never I was doing released. that again. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was like being the guy who takes care of the Grails at the end of the Last Crusade, and he's like, oh well, I guess they picked the Grail. I'm good. I can peace out. I can either just die. And that's what you wish and you I, had yeah. done? Well, I, I, yeah, but what happened instead is I lived for... <laughs> 20 more years. 20, yeah, I was going to say almost two full decades, over two full decades, in fact, and here we are. Yeah. I feel so like, we're going to integrate some trauma today. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're definitely, this is a podcast episode that is definitely, tar- we, we have a target audience of one, and that target audience is literally just my sister. Yeah. I don't so this know, is for you. Hi, Terry. I don't know who else this is for. Is it for you? It's definitely not for me. I was not allowed to engage in the Spice Girl cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to engage. I thought you were going to say, I wasn't allowed to engage with the Spice Girls. Like, you would go to school and they'd be on the corner like, hey, do you want to zig a zig ah? And you were like, just say no. <laughs> just say no to zig a zig ah. Just say no to the Spice Girls. My extent of exposure to the Spice Girls when I was a child is that one time Tara Lipinski, like, did a figure skating routine. To that song that is the only song I know that's a Spice Girl song that's in a lot of like fast food commercials. Which which one the is Zig this? The Zig Oh, uh, oh, uh, wanna be. Wanna if you wanna be. If you wanna be my lover, you've got to get with my friends, which is that's definitely a song about an orgy. Polyamory, yeah. yeah. I my knowledge of the Spice Girls is I know that Jerry left in I want to say two thousand. Sorry, who is Jerry? Ginger Spice. Oh, they have real names. They have real human okay. names. Ginger Spice was Jerry Halliwell. Sporty Spice was Melanie C, or Mel C. Scary Spice was Mel B. Oh, there's two Mel's. That's why they're Mel B and Mel C. Okay. Um, Posh Spice was Victoria. Are you proud that Beckham. you know this? No. And Baby Spice is Emma Bunton. Now, all of them tried to have solo careers. How did that work out? Not great for most of them. Jerry Halliwell did release two full albums, and Sporty Spice... Mel C had a song, she did a, a, a song with Brian Adams, which was quite popular, but neither of them, they're all, it's weird in that they're all kind of vocally distinct and yet shockingly bland. Mm. And I think that, I think Mel C had the most distinct voice of the group. Um, I love that you have opinions. I, well, someone's, listen, girls. one of us has to, okay? And I think that the, the our listeners are going to be shocked that it wasn't you. Um, <laughs> But I think Mel, Mel C. Solo I think I'm going to develop an opinion after a viewing of this cinematic opus. I my my goal by the time we get to the part where we're talking about the movie is I want to be having a recording a podcast with a person who's on their phone ordering every single CD in this okay. podcast. Okay, we'll dis- see if we get to that point. I won't do it, but you should. Okay, we'll see if we convert yeah. me. Do you have any other thoughts, feelings, opinions? That could be added to this conversation before I, we watch the no, movie. No, I'm I'm going to develop all my thoughts, feelings, and opinions over the next hour and a half ish. Okay, and then I'll come back and we will check in again. That seems like the way to go. Yeah. Um, 
So I guess we're I gonna guess go we away. Can't keep dilly dally. Yeah, we I and mean, we've never been podcast. I mean, we're only nine minutes and eleven seconds into the recording. This is a very so short dilly. We've dillied, and indeed we have dallied much more in pre. Like Action Man, I think we've recorded for forty-seven full minutes <laughs> before we watched the movie. Although, I think I'm morbidly curious about this. About the Spice Girls. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to encounter them as a child <laughs> they whenever were you, off limits whenever you walked in the tall grass and a wild spice girl appeared, you <laughs> had to run away, every yeah. time yeah so i'm i'm interested to see what all the fuss is about i'm not and <laughs> you already know what all the fuss is yeah about. i'm burdened with knowledge i just want to know about the zigga zigga yeah i, I want the secrets to be revealed to me um well this movie was actually the uh it was one of those films where they were trying to f- set lay a foundation for a trilogy so they encountered the zigga zigga but there are questions as to what it is and mm-hmm. the plan was that in the second and third movies we would learn more about the zigga zigga and then they the the would the complete story. their yeah. quest to obtain a zigga zigga um, Would it like destroy them in the end? Like the knowledge was too much. Um, I do think, like that, in Crystal Skull. I think the plan was that the the Spice Girls Spice Girls would break up in the second movie and mm. then reform in the third movie, um, more powerful and with a stronger friendship than ever. Yeah. Um, and then and I think they would use the Millennium Silver Crystal to yes. destroy the Sega Sega. Yeah. I think one of the one of the Spice Girls might have gotten their fingers bitten off by oh. someone else who wanted the Zigga Zigga. It's been a long time since I read the yeah. treatment for that trilogy. Uh, my understanding is that they had to um, take the Zigga Zigga to the fires of Mount Wannabe yeah. and, and cast it in. Yeah, it's the only way to destroy it. It's the only way to destroy it. Um, and my understanding is they didn't make those other two movies, but they did repurpose those scripts into another fantasy epic trilogy. Yeah. Um, which one? Do you know hangover. which one? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're putting this off. We're now. putting this off, and we are going to put it on now. Yeah, we're gonna go and uh, we're gonna go and put on the Spice, Spice World. Yeah, and we're gonna turn off our brains and our hopes and dreams and aspirations yes. for our future because I think it's all gonna come crashing down on us today. Yeah. So we're gonna go away and do that, and uh, yeah, we'll go watch the movie, and we will be right back after these two decades old commercial messages, whatever they may be. Is there a commercial for we'll the dolls? We'll figure something out. Yeah, off we go. Well, we're back. Yay! Oh, that was delightful. Did you? You really enjoyed I that. You were. Really, really liked you, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, don't. No, really, don't. Like, I had. Okay, so the thing you have to remember: when I first saw it, I was, I was eleven years old. It was just after my dad had left. Oh. My sister loved the movie because she was. That was like she was right for in the her. target demo. And I guess. It's one of those films where I remember I remember being in the theatre, but I don't remember a lot of what happened on the screen. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the deja vu joke. I remember the cheap effect of the bus going over <laughs> there. Because those it. were solid gags. But I a lot of the rest of the movie was just kind of this nebulous mist mm-hmm. of half-remembered nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a film I've come back to. Some of the some I have to say, some of the stuff in this movie has aged very well. Some of it has aged quite poorly. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's a movie from the 90s because someone during the movie says the line, this is the 90s, 
uh, which is the only way we knew what the decade was. Because, yeah, there was there were no other cues or yeah. indicators of any kind. I think the the really it was the UN banning calendars made it difficult for us to kind of track <laughs> the the decade we were in. But there's a lot of really solid stuff. I mean, there's a lot of really dumb shit in this movie. There's a lot of weird vignettes that go on really long. Yeah. But I feel like the gags that are really good kind of make up for it. Yeah. Because there are some really solid ones there. Yeah. That I wasn't expecting. I was expecting this to be terrible. And you really enjoyed and it. not. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah, an, you as were... an introduction to the Spice Girls, this was perfectly satisfying. As an introduction to both the Spice Girls and late 90s pop, of mm-hmm. which your exposure has been minimal at yes. best, you you were you were bopping a couple of the songs. Yeah, you no, were really I into just it. Kind of, I got really sad in the middle because I was thinking about like everything I missed out on. In <laughs> yeah, Spice World like, is a really this, kind of. I could have been this happy my whole life. Spice Girls is a movie that does conjure up a, a, a kind of wistful melancholy. In the person. <laughs> That's really what they were going for. Yeah. Now I have ennui. God damn it. <laughs> ennui spice. Oh, we spice. Yes, yeah. that's my Spice Girl name. What What would my Spice Girl name be? Can't be Ginger. It's I know. I'm like trying to think of something nice that isn't like Cripple Spice. That's <laughs> hey, me. that's our word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Differently abled Differently Spice would be spice. would be the politically correct. Um, I'm I'm loath to say Gamer Spice because mm. I I hate the label Gamer. I hate it so goddamn much. What if it was Gamer with a Y, like Gamer? I might be able to get behind that. Okay. Or in front of it, depending on, yeah. you know, who's the top. Fat Life Spice. Fat Life Spice. No, I don't want that to be my legacy. <laughs> um, this is a movie that really wants you to feel like it's like, yeah, girl power and equality for the sexes, as Super Mario says during the course yes. of this movie. But there are Mario, a couple... Mario, Mario. There are a cu- Yeah, Super Mario, friend of the show, Bob Hoskins, the late, great Bob Hoskins, who played Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I don't think he did anything else in his entire career. That nope. was basically it. So don't at me. As far as I'm concerned, that is the only thing he's ever done in his entire career. When we, were, we don't talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit no. on this podcast, because it doesn't meet the criteria. No, um, although we should probably do it as a Patreon episode. Maybe. Because I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, I remember that it made me very uncomfortable. The en- I could never watch the ending mm-hmm. of that movie. But Bob Hoskins has a cameo in this movie. Anyway, sorry. This movie, for the late 90s, is kind of forward-thinking and progressive in a few places. But then there's a couple of places of, well, what if you wake up that coma kid with your tits, Jerry? Like, yeah. a couple of places like that. Uh, the- her magical tits. Her magical tits. To quote... If I had magical healing tits and all I had to do to, like, heal a child was flash them, I guess I would have to do it. That's a tricky. It's a tricky situation because you will be vilified for for this by going around flashing children, <laughs> but you will also be celebrated as the as the the, the yeah. coma breaker. I think as a woman, I I get shit no matter what I do. So yeah, I'm you used can't to being win in that position. Yeah. Whereas I'm a, I'm a I'm a straight passing white male. Um, am I straight passing? Sometimes. <laughs> Certainly I'm in a relationship right now with a woman, which helps the straight passing this. Mm -hmm. This movie was not made for me. No. Um, This movie, yeah, I was never in the key demo for this movie, but I have seen things like, you know, the Beatles, Hard Day's Night, Mm -hmm. and this is kind of that type of- In the same family. It's difficult. I think it would be very difficult for us to attempt to recount the narrative of this movie, Mm -hmm. because it is so- this narrative is so wafer thin. If Mr. Creosote ate it, he would lose weight. But that's a Monty Python reference. Ah, Thank you very much. 
There's so the, much British stuff I understand in this episode. And lots of cameos in this in this lots film. Lots of cameos, and I recognized maybe twenty percent of the people. I got most. The number of people in this movie who would later go on to appear in Doctor Who. Richard E. Grant is in this. Oh, I can't remember the name of the woman who's like uh, the manager's cohort. Who the they? One. It's implied that they hook up. She's been in Doctor Who. Um, the guy playing the guy who worked in the cafe that the Spice Girls were in during the flashback sequence. He also has been. There's been a lot of. There's a I'm lot of. I'm very busy looking up this blonde woman, Claire. Yeah. Rush Brooke. Is that her name? Claire Rush Brooke. Yeah, she she was in um, the Impossible Planet. And the Satan Pit in season two of Doctor Who in the 2000. The Satan Pit? The Satan Pit. The Satan Pit. Yeah. Okay. Two part story. Yeah, lots of people from Doctor Who, lots of faces. Oh, I've seen. Oh, he's from. Oh, oh, he was. Okay. As I always lots say, it's a small island. Yes. We have 12 actors and they were all <laughs> in this movie. They ran out of actors, which is why they had to have pop stars. Yeah, this movie was originally just going to be about Meatloaf driving a bus. <laughs> um, Isn't he American? Uh, I think so. Let's look it up. There's lots of looking up on this podcast today. A lot of, today. like, mid to late 90s stars that there's no reason for me to be familiar with, but yeah. I still feel bad that I don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, writer of Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, star of Dungeons and Dragons the movie, and noted transphobe Richard O'Brien played the, uh paparazzi guy who climbed out of a toilet is he oh that's unfortunate it's it's a, yeah he's 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 transphobic i'm not a big I fan wasn't aware of that. it's kind of it's dulled my enjoyment of his presence mm. in things texas meatloaf he, was born in texas meatloaf was, was i this i thought his name was meatloaf his name is meat new word loaf i thought it meat was one word loaf. too meat loaf that sounds instructional. Even though it's I, meat that makes it sound like it could be his actual Christian name. Yeah. <laughs> like Mr. and Mrs. Loaf were like, ah. We're going to have uh, Charles and Daphne Loaf uh, <laughs> on this day have given birth to their son, Meat. It's their super meat boy. It's short for <laughs> Okay. All right. So this movie, this movie is, is silly and it's not, it's, it doesn't need to be anything else. I think that's the key thing. Like this film yeah. was really just trying to capture the um the manic energy of what the Spice Girls represented in like 96 97. And I think it does a pretty good job of that. Like I I as someone who did grow up listening to their music mostly because my sister was a fan. And I feel like I you keep on it rehashing does, that. I keep repeating that. Okay. It sounds like I'm making excuses. I'm genuinely not. I did have to do some research for this the other day by the way because when I was driving Mandy home she made me listen to Spice Girls in the car Aww. to prep for, for this podcast. Oh, how thoughtful. It was incredibly thoughtful of her, and I have a bunch of their songs stuck in the head. I did not stuck know... Stuck in the head. Stuck in the head. I did not know, for example, they had a Greatest Hits CD. Oh. Um, I literally knew one, parentheses, one of their songs <laughs> before watching this film. Was it the, the wannabe? It the was the Zig Zig It was the Zig Zig Yeah. The one that's in all the commercials. It's, there is a parallel universe version of you that occasionally takes up residence in my head because occasionally I, I, I had this idea in my head that you must have been familiar with the Spice Girls because you are... You're a little younger than my sister. So but because my sister was like way into the Spice Girls, mm-hmm. I think of anyone who's kind of... In the, that kind of age bucket. Yeah, um, in that age bucket, that, yes. I believe the word is demographic. <laughs> um, must have had exposure and therefore probably was as ardent a Spice Girls fan as my sister A lot was. of my 
friends were into it, or a lot of girls that I knew, like in my grade. Were into <laughs> I like that it. you've downgraded from friends to girls <laughs> I knew. Well, I'm realizing now that I wouldn't have hung out with anyone who was a big Spice Girls fan because I was weird and nerdy and didn't attract those kinds of people into my life. That's fair. So I wasn't, I didn't have the opportunity to be exposed to it. I mean, I was, I was weird and nerdy as well, but my sister, she also was weird and nerdy, but she was much better at hiding it. <laughs> Um, because I don't know what it was like here, but in the UK, if you're a geek and you like Star Trek and video games and so on, my sister buried that shit mm. because she couldn't be outwardly herself because oh, kids so are cool. Sad. She loved the Spice Girls. She had Spice Girls bedsheets, like pillowcases, uh-huh. duvet covers, everything with the Spice Girls okay. on them. Odd. And my friend Robert... Uh, I'm scared of where this is this going. Is not, uh, my friend Robert was also... he He very openly had a fondness for the Spice Girls and definitely seems to be attracted to at least Ginger Spice, Jerry Halliwell. So I definitely have a memory of him laying on my sister's bed atop where Jerry was. Not doing anything, just like laying there. (laughs) But Sheets Jerry can't consent to any of this. But Sheet Jerry is not, like... A person okay. in the eyes of the law, so it's probably fine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the eyes of the Lord. In the eyes of the, yeah, the Lord, uh, the Lord, Jesus Christ, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, do not acknowledge or recognize the souls of, uh, of bedsheets. Bedsheet people. Bedsheet people. That's my favorite Terry Pratchett novel, The Bedsheet People. <laughs> it's about these tiny microscopic people that live in bedsheets. Oh no, I would love that because I love tiny people stories. There's a, there, there, that joke is actually because there's a Terry Pratchett novel. Are there novel. actually tiny people there's stories? A, he's written one called The Carpet People and it's about <gasps> tiny people that live in the strands <gasps> of carpets. Oh, no, I think I, I know what I'm it. getting you for Christmas. I love it. I think you'd like that okay, one. Okay, so your friend laid on a woman who could not consent? Yep. Okay. No, it wasn't the a woman. Image. The image of a woman. Is that better or worse? I don't know. I don't, I don't think the answer is there is We're no answer. We're getting into like sex android territory. Which I think is pretty par for the course is, for this, yeah, this podcast. Um, I will say though, the Spice Girls are not... Would you describe them as, as sexualized in this movie? There's no. definitely moments like the, the coma boy scene. Yeah, I think there's like a, a flirty quality, but not... I never felt like it was exploitative in any way. Like, mm. they always seemed very much like they were expressing their sexuality on their own terms. There was an ownership of yeah. it. Yeah. It was girl power. Girl power! Yeah. Oh! Um. <laughs> I wish I'd had girl power as a child. Your parents didn't let you have girl power. No, no power for me. No. Uh, I do want to ask another question, which is there was definitely one Spice Girl oh, that no. you had a very oh, visceral no. reaction oh, no. to. Oh, no. Do you want to talk about this? Well, I this? think we were, what, maybe four minutes in, and I yeah. said, oh no, I already have a favorite. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, do you want to talk about your favorite Spice Girl? Um, well, it's not a secret that I'm married to a soccer player who someone says is very sporty. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it's, it's Posh. It's yeah, Posh Spice posh. is your favorite. No, Mel C. Melanie C. I like her a lot. Yeah? Oh no. She says drum. You you had I it wasn't I can't describe it as an awakening because you're already very I'm already, aware of I'm who already you are. woke to it. But when they were doing the photo shot the photo shoot scene and there was the oh, montage yes. and there was uh, I think Jerry and uh, Jerry and Mel C dressed as, as Sandy and Danny from the yeah, end of Greece. Greece. And you had and you, I was your face really lit it. up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> 
Um, you, you were like, oh yeah. no, I like this. Oh no. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know what's interesting? This film did nothing, like, in terms of their respective attractiveness. It didn't tickle your... It did nothing for me. No, let's not, let's not say those words. I don't words. know, is that a term The problem is, you have to be, you have to stop and think about what you're saying, because any, any set of words, any combination of words that leave your mouth could be the title of this episode. <laughs> and you have to choose oh, your no. words very carefully. I haven't even been thinking about that. <laughs> I'm always hyper aware of that. I'm never aware of it. But... It's interesting because I remember, like, I never, I know we've we've already exposed so much about ourselves on this podcast (laughs) over the last 30 episodes, but, like, I I was, it took a long time for me to, like, switch on sexually Mm -hmm. as a a person, and I I never at any point in my entire life looked at the Spice Girls and went, yes, that is, Yeah, you didn't have, you didn't want to lie on the bed sheet, No, I never had the, I I, I never had the bed sheet moment, um, I... (laughs) I can recognize objectively both from you know photos and videos from the '90s and photos and videos now because they they just announced they're doing a, a reunion tour um, without Vicky without with, without Victoria Beckham Posh Spice, which is actually not there. They've done a reunion tour before and it didn't go very well. Mm. That's the part. Like so many people are hyped up about the Spice Girls going on tour again, they forget that they had a musical called Viva Forever that tanked at, at the West End in London. Mm. They did a reunion tour before that didn't sell very well. This is not the first time the Spice Girls have had a reunion, but maybe now they're tapping into a market of people who are in their 30s who were younger. Who remember the nostalgia factor. They're like, millennials. And now they have money, maybe. I don't, but I I hear that maybe they uh, do. We have a Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I do like Taco Bell a lot, and I lived within driving, equidistant between two Taco Bells. So your Patreon. Oh, dangerous. But yeah, like I can look at photos of the Spice Girls and objectively say, yes, I see why people find these yeah. women attractive. I get why terrible people objectify these women. I Nothing about any of their configuration does anything for does me. It does not register. It, it's not that it doesn't That's register, true it just doesn't. Of 80% of them, for me personally. <laughs> Well, it's seventy five now because oh, yeah. Victoria Beckham. Like you, you're, uh, you're, you're, your your odds of winning a Spice Girl have technically gone up. <laughs> Very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time harking, harking, harkening back to. This. I don't want to spend too much time harkening back to my early sexual awakenings. I don't want to spend too much time harping. Well, on it's about... a bit late for that now. Have you listened to the show? <laughs> I ha- episode one, my dude. We get into it from the beginning. From the very beginning. Um. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time talking about their relative attractiveness because I feel like that's skeevy. Even though I'm... I mean, they com- all look really good. They're all famous, beautiful people. Yeah. They're famous pee-people. They're beautiful people. Famous they're pee-pee fa- people. Fa- famous pee-pee people. What, what is this podcast Sorry. anymore? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Spice Girls can't act. They can? They can't. They can't? They weren't good. Oh. Um, oh, no. How did you feel about oh, that? I don't know. Self-conscious about no, no, no. my taste. Here's the thing: they can't act, but I think there's a charm to their inability to act. Does that make sense? Like, I just, I remember thinking, "Oh no, there's going to be these musicians." <laughs> Jesus Christ, Muses- singers, these performers. That's better. Who sing? Who can't act? And it's going to be painful to watch. And so when I was watching, I was pleasantly surprised because none of it hurt. <laughs> And so much hurt. I was so ready for this to hurt. Yeah. Especially with you how you... Framed it? Yeah. 
All uh, of your memories pertaining to this film are like, my father left me and my mother... Couldn't watch get through yeah, all the 20 minutes of the movie. Had she a went substance out, abuse problem. She, my mother went out and had a very long cigarette. Yeah, I, I think my memory of, like, particularly that time in my life, definitely coloured my perception of mm-hmm. what this movie was going to be because I didn't have a memory of it. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't have anything other than my dad is gone and my mum couldn't even sit through it's the whole It's an movie. emotionally charged memory in all the yeah. reasons. And um, what you remember is how you felt at the time. And I, I, here's the thing. Watching this movie, I totally understand why my mum would get up and walk out of the theatre. I don't think, this, this is a particular type of movie that you have to be, you have to be open to it. You yeah. have to be receptive to what Spice World colon the movie. I can see like if something very terrible has happened in your life recently, maybe you're not ready to receive this film. Yeah, it's, I want to say the word whimsical, I think, yeah. applies to this movie. And you have to be receptive to what this movie is putting down. Because what it is putting down is not... Don't come to this movie expecting a narrative or like a strong plot or a through line. There are some through lines, like particularly with uh, the Spice Girls' friend Nicola, who's played by Noko Mori, who you might recognize from Absolutely Fabulous or Torchwood. With her having this baby, she's very, very pregnant. And the Spice Girls kind of having to go off and do all their Spice Girl obligations... Kind of leaving her in the lurch a lot. And then at the end, they're like, well, let's just take... Even that was though an odd little subplot that I just totally forgot about. <laughs> you, it just you went. From, it, just don't, it just didn't register. It was. I wouldn't say that was probably the quote-unquote serious Sporty part of the narrative. Sporty was not in that scene, then I don't care. Yeah. But she did... She was there at the birth. Yeah. But she was not the focus. And I was like, oh, don't care. Yeah. If it was her baby. If it was her baby, I'd be sad because I'd be like... It should be me. <laughs> what? Like, it should be my baby. Like, like Sporty Spice got you pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm learning some things about you today. <laughs> it's not, not that weird, Benjamin. I, I know, I'm trying to... I can cut this out, because I can expose your weird kinks, but somehow, like, <laughs> wanting to be a parent is a weird no, thing. No, there's, that... there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a parent, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that parental configuration. I'm just trying to wrap my head around... <laughs> You've no, you've literally known that this woman existed for I want to say two hours and ten <laughs> minutes, and now you're ready to like settle down and start a family She's with really her. Really cool. That that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, this was just a really fun. It was a fun movie. Like it wasn't a film. It I think it knew what it was trying to be. Like yeah. it knew it was just trying to be. I don't want to. I don't want to say fluff. Fluff is maybe the wrong word, but it was not. There was substance to its lack of substance. Mm-hmm. Does that I'm, make sense? I'm grateful that it wasn't like some of the movies we've seen where they're trying to make it serious, but then they do some wacky thing. Or there's just this tonal whiplash of like, is it a wacky slapsticky movie mm. where we're allowed to be silly? Or is it like actually serious and there are actual stakes? And this movie was silly all the way through and you knew that from the very beginning. Yeah. It never once tried to convince you that it was anything other than what it is Mm -hmm. and i feel like there are enough vignettes and bits of this movie that kind of like voltron together to form the 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 broader piece but you could watch bits of this movie in isolation on youtube for example and i don't feel feel like you lose or gain anything yeah this is a film that is i think calling it a screensaver does uh kind of does it an injustice it's yeah it's more than a screensaver but it's less than a story it's it's calculated but it's not calculated in the sense that shocknado is 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 a movie that is deliberately atrocious Mm -hmm. it's calculated in the sense of like i said they they knew what type of movie they were making so they had fun with it yeah it's silly and fun and campy and i would not ever say that it's 
bad. No. I guess there are parts of it that are dated. Yeah. There are parts of it. I feel like every part of it that would be considered objectively bad are done so in a calculated way. Yeah. Like, we're going to be silly with this. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And this film definitely, it's from a very particular period in history. And the period in history is the Spice Era. (laughs) Because there's a lot of jokes in this movie that do not work if you lack familiarity with the Spice Girls. Like this like, movie. What's a joke example? Um, as an example, you've got Alan Cummings playing the the, the news reporter mm-hmm. with his camera crew and his sound guy, his boom boom operator, trying to get into the club. And Naokamori's character gives them one ticket. And he's holding the ticket and he does the bit where it says, Tonight is the night where three become one. And that's a reference to a Spice Girls song. That I actually knew that. Cool. What does that mean? It's, I think it's a cultural osmosis thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a song from the Spice Girls called Two, Two Become, Become One. One. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you don't know that song, if you don't know the Spice the Girls, that joke doesn't song, scan. The Meatloaf reference. Yeah. I didn't understand that and you had to explain yeah. it to me. Meatloaf has a song He's called... He's the bus driver. Yeah. Meatloaf played the bus driver, re- replacing uh, Frank Bruno, who was a boxer, who I forget why he walked off set and they ended up having to recast the bus driver. Is this... Real? This is real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, can't I like remember... Matthew. He's pretty cool. Oh, I know. Frank Bruno, the reason he walked off set is because uh, he wanted to get the Spice Girls autographs for his kids and the Spice Girls said no. That's the that's the is story. That... Really? Allegedly, that's the story. That seems kind of silly. Um, but Meatloaf was super cool and super chill and they have a joke where they're talking about how the, the toilet's in the on the, the tour bus, which, by the way, much bigger on the inside. So oh, yeah, it's, it's like a TARDIS bus. This is clearly a set... A TARDIS bus. This is clearly <laughs> set in the... Uh, what I think this movie is I set... I made a joke. I, I acknowledge your joke okay. and it's very well done. Thank you. TARDIS, very nice. Yeah. Um, this movie is clearly set in the same continuity as the Peter Cushing movies, the Doctor yes. Who Peter Cushing movies. Yeah. Um, I like to think that TARDIS was invented by Doctor, Doctor Who. Dr. Reginald Dr. Reginald Johnson, Johnson who. who invented the, the, the tour bus that's bigger on the inside. And that looks like a model when you go over the bridge. To keep the, the Spice Girls from having to shit into their hands like Barbara did. Yeah. Meatloaf <laughs> had to. But yeah, there's a joke where, you know, the, the Spice Girls manager is saying, can't you unplug the toilets or something? And the bus, bus driver played by Meatloaf says, I love those girls and I would do anything for them, but I, I won't, won't do, do that. that. Which is a reference to the song, I would do anything for love, parentheses, but I won't do that, close parentheses. Is this song about butt stuff? I don't know. Okay. Lots of cameos in this movie. Lots of little appearances. Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry mm-hmm. both make separate but appearances. But not together, yeah. yeah. It was really um, Hugh Laurie playing a Poirot type. Mm-hmm. Stephen Fry playing a judge. a judge who sentences the Spice Girls to uh, having their next song go into the charts at 172 before dropping out entirely the following week and then having to spend the rest of their life appear on Taiwanese talk shows mm. uh, talking about how they used to be famous. Which I want to say kind of happened a little bit. Because once Jerry left the Spice Girls in, I want to say 2000, they tried to do another album without her, and that mm. tanked. It mm. flopped. It was a massive, massive flop. So they all went off and did their solo things. The solo things didn't work. I think Jerry Halliwell had the most successful solo career, because she got. I think she did two albums. So her her magical healing boobs were what was holding, holding them all together. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, she has magic breasts that keep bands together, and without her, the, the, the band simply couldn't yeah. function. Yeah. Mel C also had a solo career. She had a couple of singles. Um, Is that the one I like? Really that's the one you like, yes. Yay! Um, she did a song with Brian Adams, uh, the name of which I forget, but I remember really digging it back in the day. Mel B did a couple of songs. Victoria Beckham did a couple of did songs. a couple of marriage. I think and now em- she's set. Yeah. 
I literally don't know anything else about this woman. Uh, Victoria Beckham married married a soccer boy. Yeah. And then they had some soccer kids, and now she's a soccer mom. Wait, no, that doesn't... Her children are soccer balls. <laughs> no, that's what... David Beckham has soccer balls. Yeah, so that's all he can produce. Yes, is soccer kids. I did a pun at Square. Yeah. We have a double soccer ball parent. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the other parent doesn't have any soccer balls, all the children express the soccer ball gene. <laughs> Jesus. It's dominant. Jesus fucking Do you like my That's such joke? a... Though that joke is, is tiered. That joke is... <laughs> that joke is like a segmented castle of... <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my god. So what would you say is the core philosophy of Spice World as a movie? What is it um, trying to teach us? What is it trying to impart onto, onto the viewer? Uh, sexual awakenings. Cool. For sure. But like good, fun ones the children will be happy about. Yeah. Because it's not a very kinky movie. It's just like regular sex. It's The weird thing is that considering how sexualized the Spice Girls were in the late 90s, I think of the movies we've watched for this podcast, it's, it's a very definitely... a movie. Yeah. It's, comparatively. It's definitely... I mean, you've got Victoria wearing very short skirts. You've got Jerry showing a lot of cleavage. But yeah. you don't have... There's not a sense that, like, the camera is ogling them. Yeah. It, and, and there's very little in the way of dialogue, like, except, again, for the coma breasts. That, that really highlights that. Mm-hmm. This movie, I, I, I'm shocked by how much I enjoyed this film. Yay! I'm shocked by how... For what it's worth, I am too. I had no expectations going in. Yeah, this is a fun... This is a really fun movie. It's a fun movie for, like, a... If you're throwing like a girls' night, and yeah. you kind of want to be just have a movie on in the background that's harmless while you put chocolate chips in your popcorn or whatever. <laughs> this is a good movie to have on did, in the did background. Did you get invited to a lot of girls' nights? No. <clears throat> Does this come as a shock to you? It doesn't. Um, I did go over to a girl's house once, and she made microwave popcorn. Made me leave. <laughs> that happened too she made microwave popcorn and then she put chocolate chips in the bag and then she closed the bag up and she shook it up and then she opened the bag up and she ate it and i had never seen anything like that she before. ate it she didn't share no <laughs> that was just for her well, i thought it looked weird i mean it was it's basically the equivalent That's of like kind of what this buying movie the zebra like. popcorn yeah this movie is a bag of zebra popcorn <laughs> in that it's or this it's movie is like sweet yeah it's salty sweet it's maybe that's why i like it so much yeah it's it's difficult. It's really difficult to describe and talk about and pass in any kind of because if any this here's is the not thing. a story. This is an experience. We could sit here and talk about the scene where the Spice Girls go to a dance teacher and the dance teacher is a military guy who makes them run an assault course. We could talk about the scene where the Spice Girls um, get Meet visited aliens. by aliens. We could talk about the scene where they jump uh, London Bridge in a double decker bus. Yeah. We could talk about the scene. Where they take a, a an overdue uh, pregnant, pregnant lady, lady to, to the a hospital to not even the hospital like to, to a fucking a like a fetishy nightclub. Oh yeah, there's a lot of young yeah. Men wearing we could clothes. talk about the sequence where they perform a cover of the song "Leader of the Gang" by Gary Glitter in Milan, surrounded by people in purple suits with no butts. Yeah, we could talk. <laughs> the suits have no butts. The people have butts for sure. Yeah, we could talk about the Poirot sequence. We could talk about the "They're All Pregnant Mothers" sequence. Uh, like there are so many. There's different... so much going on, and it all does. None of it sounds like it's from the same movie. You know? Okay, you know what this movie is like. This movie is like a child went to Yogurt Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they got every flavor of yogurt. Yeah, and then every single topping. Yeah. And you look at it and you're like, I understand this. 
But, I understand why this happened. But no, it's one further because then you try this child's monster yogurt creation and, and you're it's like, good. I understand like, the appeal of this. This is delicious. How did this pistachio and gummy bears gummy bears and red velvet cake <laughs> and bay leaves or whatever, like none of this stuff should be in here together, but it works. Yeah. It's a it's a triple fried egg sandwich with chili sauce and chutney. What a great reference. Thank you. To something. Red Dwarf. You won't show it to me. It's not that I won't. Sh- I'm scared to show it to you. I was at a at a Thanksgiving actually. I met someone who was like, "Have any of you seen Red Dwarf?" And I was like, "I would have seen it, but my friend will never show <laughs> it to me." I guess we'll have to start watching Red yeah. Dwarf. Yeah. This movie defies description. Spice World defies analysis, categorization, it's, classification. Yeah, it's. I mean, it got a PG rating in the UK, but... It would not have gotten that in the US, because they say the word arse. Here's the interesting thing about this movie, is that we... The synopsis of this podcast is literally taking movies that are based on toy properties and subjecting them to a level of scrutiny that they were not designed to withstand. We are doing the opposite of that, yes. I think, right now, and I want to apologize to our listeners. No, but that's, I kind of love that, because... We are evolving! It's like this film, this film was designed to stop us. Yeah. Like, this film was, this, nothing, everything about this film should not work. It's the Spice Girls acting. It's over-the-top nonsense mm-hmm. with, a, a like a like, a thin wafer layer of a slightly serious subplot involving a pregnant friend. Yeah. You did point out at one point that parts of the narrative do mirror that of Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap between these two films. There's an instance where they're like, oh no, the band's gonna break up, and then they all go back to where it all started. Yeah. But then there's also this. Uh, there's a flashback. But look, there's the flashback scene where they're like still in school and they're like talking about when they're going to be famous. Mm-hmm. None of those girls went to school together. The Spice Girls was literally no, a manufactured I that band. That was like the joke. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was like a Muppet Babies scenario. In that the Muppets were never babies. <laughs> in that they weren't babies together, but this is a fictionalized account. The Spice Benjamin, Girls, this is not a documentary. This is a fictionalized account. I want to stress, you're the one who said documentary at the beginning of this recording. It features a documentary crew who's yeah. trying to make a documentary. And the, the lead of the crew was played by Alan Cummings. Alan Cummings. Alan Cummings. Friend of the show, Alan Cummings. Friend of the show. No one's a friend of the show, but they're always a friend of the show. You know what it is? It's the secret. If we put it out into the universe... Alan Cummings will come on the show. You know, Alan Cummings... <laughs> He'll be on the show. If he came onto the show, I would say Alan's coming. That's how I would Alan phrase Cummings it. coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? I don't know. I'm just saying the normal words. Are, 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 are you? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's, it's wish fulfillment. If I say they're a friend of the show, then they'll they'll come they'll over and hang us. out with us. Yeah, yeah, we say their names three times in a dark in, bathroom. In, looking in the mirror. Yeah. Bob Hoskins, Bob Hoskins, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> That one would terrify me if he did yeah. show up for a recording because he's very dead. He's, but he's a great friend of the show. Great friend. Of I the don't show. know. He might haunt this apartment. Ooh. How come your apartment gets haunted by Bob Hoskins and I get haunted by Dennis Hopper? I'm sorry. That's not fair. Ghosts love me. <laughs> no, because I'm really nice. I leave out treats for them and stuff. What treats do you leave out for ghosts? Um, metaphysical cookies. How do you make them? Now, do you buy these or do you make you them? You theoretically make them. How do you do that? 
you take some maybe flour and some <laughs> yeah phantasmagorical eggs okay. and some spectral butter uh-huh. and you mix them all up some regular cinnamon <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a plate of cinnamon is what it looks like but, <laughs> but it's the actually like hovering, yeah it's like actually suspended cookies. in the air, yeah. yeah snickerdoodle snickerboodles <laughs> is what i call them Apparitions just love them. Have you ever like just experimented right with up. the recipe, like different seasonings or? I've I've tried, you know, allspice and nutmeg, but the cinnamon really seems to be. Ghosts, I tell you, ghosts are fucking hog wild for cinnamon. cinnamon. They they adore yeah. cinnamon. They just leave it here if you want to attract ghosts. Just leave out like a plate of Red Hots. <laughs> they love it. It's like that old, uh, like that that old Tudor way of like getting rid of fleas. What would they do? They'd leave a bowl, a, a dish of blood in the corner oh, of the room. Oh, and be like, go over there, please. Yeah, and it's then you'd wake up and you. they'd all be in the dish and then you just... But then you've still lost, you've lost more blood. It's not your blood. Who's you blood? Go, Is it like go a to the pig's butch- Yeah, go to the butchers oh, and say, okay. can I have some pig's blood, please? And they're like, yeah, one lump or two. And then... <laughs> and then you just have this pig's blood Put in the corner. Put some red hots in the pig's blood. You won't have fleas or ghosts. <laughs> Or flea ghosts. flea ghosts, ghost fleas. You'll have you will have the ghosts of the fleas because the fleas will die, and that's kind of your problem. Yeah, the first day you have to get rid of the fleas, and then the second day you got to get rid of the ghost fleas. It's a whole thing. It's yeah. like the woman who swallowed a fly. She died. I just want to announce at the top of the podcast this this episode does contain sp- spoilers for the song I know an old woman who swallowed a fly. <laughs> Someone someone's pissed off. Yeah. Sp- so Spice World. Jesus. Spice World. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I would and you watch it again. To, yeah, I was you? expecting to be kind of disappointed by the entire experience. Yeah, I know it's out on Blu-ray in the UK. I might have to buy a <gasps> copy. To See, own. you can buy this on Blu-ray, and I won't get mad at you. Yeah, we didn't it swear a blood oath that we were never going to speak of it again. The scar healed after I bought the Blu-ray of Super Mario Brothers. Okay, you so. had to re-experience and reintegrate the trauma. Yes, I haven't. You know, I've had that Blu-ray for nearly a year, and I haven't watched it. Good. It's just sitting on my shelf. I keep threatening to make my roommates watch it. That's Well, that's useful. It's yeah. like a terror tactic. Well, no, because every now and then they'll say, yeah, we should watch it, and then we don't watch it. It's oh, the thing okay. we constantly talk about watching. But I would watch Spice World again. There are definitely some bits in the movie where I think, okay, this is when you check your phone. Like, any musical yeah, performance yeah. is when you check your phone. The alien thing? Meh, didn't need. Jerry Halliwell made up with a tiny alien uh, face. She just gave him a little peck. It wasn't like full on. She like, didn't show her breasts. Like what's her name making out with the wolf's head in I'm Cabin sorry, in the Woods? I'm sorry, what? Oh, you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods? I haven't because have it's scary. It's a scary movie. It's a scary it's movie. It's a scary movie. Man, it's scary. <laughs> she gives them a little peck. Yeah. So, is there anything that we haven't touched on in this movie yet that needs so to be? So everything. Yeah. Like, it's, this, I, no amount of analysis feel, is going to take this movie apart. I feel like this movie feels like Scott Pilgrim looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Scott Pilgrim is a visual... I love... I, I want to stress this. This is not... A, I'm not putting down either Spice World or Scott Pilgrim because Spot... Scott... Spot... Spot Kilgrim. Spot Kilgrim is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, a, it's one of Edgar Wright's best films. But it's visually... I don't want to say noisy because that that implies uh, it it's looks negative. Like a comic book. There's a lot happening in Scott yeah. Pilgrim versus the world that is a visually lot of commun- a lot yeah. is communicated visually that yeah. might otherwise be communicated through music or yeah. sounds. And like because it's made to look like a comic book, it's very yeah. visually increased. well, a comic book and a video game. Like yeah. it's a juxtaposition of those two looks. I think that works so well. And definitely, there have been times where I've sat down to watch Scott Pilgrim. And because I've been in a state of high anxiety, the film has been an overload. Mm, yeah. And I f- that's how Spice World 
made me feel, but the the visuals are kind of it's a mellow movie for most of it. I would describe it. It's mm-hmm. not it's not manic. It's high energy, but it's not. There's not too much happening. I feel like if this movie were made now for a modern pop band, it would probably be more frantic, a little bit more yeah. high energy, like Moulin Rouge it's, kind of fast cuts. It's high energy in a way that doesn't ask a lot of the audience. Yeah. This is not a mentally demanding movie. I can't imagine it was mentally demanding for any of the people who worked on it either. <laughs> um, but I like to think they had a good time. There's not that feeling of contempt that we've gotten from so many other yeah. movies that we've watched. And we spent, we spent more time talking about this than we spent talking about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, yeah, as an example. Yeah, because that... Oh, that movie was just noise. Yeah. And it wasn't fun noise. This is fun noise. It's yeah, like this a was enjoyable. I, I, it's very rare that we say on this podcast, I would watch that again. And yeah. I think we would both sit down and watch this movie again. Maybe I know in a couple years. I know I'm going to watch it again probably soon because I know Mandy has expressed yeah. some interest in watching it. I feel it. like Mandy's going to love it. Yeah, Has I, I know it? Mandy loves it because oh, okay. she caught it on TV a couple oh. months ago. She was saying, um, and she wanted to watch it again. So we'll probably end up watching it together at some point very soon. So keeping in mind that when this film came out, the Spice Girls were a cultural juggernaut. There mm-hmm. were toys, there were books, there were stickers, there were <gasps> photos. I just had a thought. Go on. That I can buy sporty merchandise. You can buy, have a yeah. Doll of my second, eBay is your of friend. My second wife, my yeah. other wife. What you do is you buy two sporty dolls and you give one of them a timber haircut, and then you have a timber doll. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All my wives, welcome to no, my Ed. apartment. My wives, welcome to my apartment. Uh, Big these, love too. These are my wives, <laughs> and I just point to my shelf of dolls. Yes, it's nice to know that she'll always be with you, Timber and Melanie C. Yes. Where. Keeping in mind again the merchandising mm-hmm. of the of the era, where would would you? I feel my feeling when it comes to the Lego emoji scale is that if I were a fan of the Spice Girls and I went to see this movie, I would definitely want more Spice Girls mm-hmm. leaving the theater. Like yeah. it's, it it does a really good job of being of the Spice Girls. It's a soulful cash grab. Yeah, it's a so, it's definitely I and maybe maybe this is someone someone's going to get upset that I'm saying this. I would put this at the Lego at far far up the Lego end mm. uh, of of the Lego emoji scale. I think it is not quite the Lego movie, but I don't think it's too far removed from the Lego movie. As a movie that is capitalizing on something as part of its central concept, it is very enjoyable like it does that very well in a way that it's like this is clearly about a product that we're selling in the same way that the lego movie was but they make it fun and they take the spirit of that product and crank it up yeah and i feel like this film did a good job of taking the spirit of the spice girls and what the spice girls were trying to represent in uh 90 like 96 97 and translating that into a into an enjoyable film experience, mm-hmm. I think it does a really good job of that. So, if the Lego Movie is a hypothetical ten, I would say this is probably a nine, like maybe eight and a half. Nine. Okay, I would say like eight, nine. Yeah. So it's the exact same as you. Yeah, Whatever. cool. I was gonna say eight, but then I wanted to add a nine because I wanted to be like you because you're so cool. <laughs> but also, you fell in love with one of the Spice Girls, I did. which I've I wasn't not managed to do that. yet. You came into this expecting disappointment and came out finding love. Yes. Like my life. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> so that was Spice World. Um, Spice World is not currently available to rent anywhere. You can buy the DVD on Amazon, um, or you can import the Blu-ray. I don't know if the Blu-ray is region encoding, but I have a multi-region Blu-ray player. It doesn't bloody matter. 
What are we doing next week? We are doing. Are we doing the Power Rangers? We are. that you are that you dislike so much. We're doing the 2017 Power Rangers movie, a movie that is divisive among my friend group because they all like it, and I really did not like it. It is a ridiculous movie, and I think I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to kind of revisiting the movie again. Um, especially with, with fresh eyes, a fresh heart, and more importantly, a fresh love life. Um, <laughs> I was say, like, a fresh pair of underwear. Fresh pair of underwear. My me undies have arrived. This episode of, of Life Trading is brought to you by my underwear. Not the brand, just my specific just the underwear. Pair that wearing. he's wearing his dochos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2017. I know. Have you seen anything of the 2017 pair? No, nope, I don't movie? even think I've seen the trailer, honestly. Well, I, I think. I know very little about it. Where possible, we do, with some exceptions, we try to go into these things trailer-free. Mm-hmm. We've broken that rule a couple of times for things like Tom and Jerry and We <laughs> Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Cat. A talking Yeah, we, mostly, mostly for the Patreon, Patreon stuff. stuff, yeah. Which, as a reminder, we posted two Patreon episodes this month because uh, the 19th... We can't get enough of it. Yeah, November 19th was Thank You Patrons Day where Patreon creators were encouraged to do something extra as a thank you to our patrons. So we did a bonus episode mm-hmm. where we watched the first episode of Trolls, The Beat Goes On, on Netflix. And we responded to it. We definitely had a response. Um, a visceral response. So, uh, yeah, so if you've enjoyed the podcast and you want to support us, we are on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. You can pledge as little as a dollar to get access to all of the extra content that we put out. Or you can pledge $5 for a quarterly postcard. Or ten for a shout out at the end of the episode. Shout outs for people like at Hey, it's Billy Rose. Hey Billy, I love you so much. We love you so Not much. Not as much as I love Sporty, but you're up there. And our newest ten dollar Patreon patron, Patreon patron, Patreon patron, Zach Lay. Zach, hello Zach. Hi, thank you so much for supporting Welcome the show. To the club. Yeah, it's really cool to have you with us. If you aren't supporting us on Patreon. You can. If you don't want to, that's fine too. Another way you can help the show is by leaving positive reviews on platforms like Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Podcasts like ours survive through word of mouth. That's how they spread. And apparently if you get enough positive reviews uh, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts... We get Podcasts, to go to heaven. We, yeah, we get to go to heaven and we get to like hobnob with Bob Hoskins and yeah, he's, Dennis Hopper. I'm really excited to see him. Yeah, because you, you, you only hear him because he haunts the apartment. Yeah, I but just want to see him in person. Yeah, and shake his hand. Yeah. And give him a cookie. Yeah, um, I eat one myself because I've never actually <laughs> tried one. Oh, you can't eat them; you just no, taste I the can't. cinnamon. Yeah, because yeah, I made of flesh. Yeah, but uh, if you leave it, if we get enough positive reviews, that's how like iTunes decides which podcasts to feature. Um, I don't know that we have the size audience that would attract that kind of attention from iTunes, but hey, why not? Do please consider leaving a positive review. Tweet about us. Tell your friends, your family, your uh, your best man at your wedding. Uh, your, uh, I, I your would insurance. hope he's also one of your friends. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Maybe he's the best man you could get on short notice. <laughs> um, your insurance broker, I'm sure, would love to hear Very about the important. show. Yeah, you can tweet about us. Uh, we use the hashtag Toyetic Tuesday when the show drops on Tuesdays. Doesn't always drop on Tuesdays. We try but very we try hard. Really hard. Yeah. Um, and you can also contact us on social media. We're on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at The Life Toyetic. We're on Instagram at Life Toyetic Pod. We're still bitter about it. But you can find us on social media. Molly, where can people find you? I am at Molly Alice Hoy. 
You're mostly active on Instagram these days. Yeah, right? I'm not on Twitter very much. No, I'm I uh, I'm Ben Padden on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on Tumblr anymore. Yeah, that seems prudent. Yeah, I made a decision this week to basically clear. I deleted everything off my Tumblr, and now it's just propagating my Instagram posts. So I wouldn't bother following me on Tumblr anymore if you just want to see my Instagram posts. Unless maybe you know, I'm not, I'm not your dad, so um, that's an option. <laughs> or is he? Uh, don't touch the thermostat. Um, <laughs> huge, huge thank you to Brian Melbourne for doing our theme tune, the Toyetic Toe Tapper, which uh, we've used 35 times now, if a you count the times. Patreon episodes. So many times. Yeah. And uh, I think that is everything. Is there anything that I am forgetting? Um, You have a show coming up at the beginning of December. I do. We're do- I'm doing another stand-up show at Meat and Sweets in... Wherever the hell that is. Isn't it Costa Mesa? It's Costa Mesa, yeah. It's down there somewhere. Yeah, if you're in the Costa Mesa area or in the LA area and you want to watch a bunch of uh, nerdy comedians try and be funny in a restaurant that's also trying to serve you pho and boba tea, then uh, yeah. That sounds like a delightful time. Yeah, it was. We we did one in November at the beginning of November. It was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to going back on. I think it's December fourth. That's what you said last time. Yeah, it's December 4th, probably. Um, so if you can make it out to that, it'll be great to see you. can go on you. his website. All yeah. the information Oh, yeah, there. all of my live shows and everything, you can go to benpadden.net and click on the live shows button, and that will tell you everything I'm doing. I'm doing... Sa- everything he's doing. Everything you'll be, I'm like, doing. You'll get an alert when he's on the toilet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I actually, no, fun fact, I used to have a Twitter account called Ben in the Shower. When I was living alone, I would tweet when I was getting into or getting out of the shower. So if something happened, my friends <laughs> would... would no. I can't tell if you're joking. No, this is a real oh thing I did. Goodness. The problem is, you know me in my memory, I frequently forgot to tweet when I was getting out of the shower. So I would get phone calls, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, did I just forgot drown? to... I didn't drown, no, I'm fine. Uh, have I forgotten anything? I think that's everything. That is the show. So yeah, we'll be back next time with Power Rangers 2017. Thank you so much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Deja Vu sold separately. The life toilet comes with everything you see here. Deja vu sold separately. The life toilet comes with everything you see here. I'm tired of this bit. Bye. Deja vu sold separately. Wow. Oh, there it is! There it is! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my I just, God. I, we just watched a small bead of spit leave my mouth and arc in the air arm. in slow motion and landing. Now it's just on my arm like a lorikeet, and I don't know what to do with it.